On this week's episode of Friend Code, Sakurai talks about Smash. Nintendo's stocks take a dip, but they've got a surprise up their sleeve with a few unannounced games coming out this year. Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani, and today I'm joined by Daniel Budworth. Hello. Brandon Jones. Hey. We got some interesting news to talk about today. It was a little light on news. It was mostly in the wake of E3, a few more developments happened, some lingering interviews. The soccer I think we're going to talk about actually was an interview done around E3, and it is held on it. It is, uh, I believe, a Washington Post uh, interview mm. we'll get to. Before we jump into any news, I actually have two quick corrections. Mm. Uh, Several people sent these in. So, I I believe on the last episode when we were ranking, uh, rating Nintendo's performance uh, at E3, I think I called them out. I believe I called them out for not having uh, as nice of a booth presentation in terms of it, the theme didn't quite feel as elaborate as the previous two years, where you felt like you were in a Mario level, like like the the city environment, and the previous year you just like just like encapsulated in Breath of the Wild. And I said they aside from the props, they didn't really do anything to that degree. I felt I was told that uh, actually Nintendo did recreate a Smash stage at their E3 booth. The competitive tournament stage at the booth was based on the new Battlefield Final Destination stage so hmm. i guess i just didn't pay attention i didn't play the the mm-hmm. for glory part and i didn't really go over there i just missed that just missed it um it, this press pretty loose was that was they're, that they're in basically... the booth or was that the tournament that ben went to so that i'm not entirely sure no, that, that was be... in the booth the the, the work because okay. i did the four okay. I, I took kyle's spot and i did the for glory okay so... uh, uh 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 system or yeah that setup and they yeah it was basically just like risers like a like a series of platforms that had like a carpet that yeah, was colored okay. like stone, you know. So. Okay. Okay. That I, it's a very simple stage to pull off. I mean, when you say this, I'm thinking like the background. Yeah, if you and don't all have a stuff. background. Yeah, it's, not, it's like all yeah. this elaborate <laughs> also, set dressing. Yeah. Also, too, just because, and, and this is just one of the, the the rare joys of E3 that like so much money and time is spent on this that like things are gonna go wrong, and I don't know what it is in me, just the Schadenfreude of just like ah oh, that thing, that 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 tiny little thing went wrong, and they had this massive screen at the Nintendo booth, just this humongous yeah. yeah. screen that they were splitting off into different gameplay videos, and there was just a wall of dead pixels like ha! right in the middle I was like ha ha oh. <laughs> all that work all that setup you were so close and what do you do what do you, you see you yeah. plug it in you turn it on and then like it works fine during previews and then like the first day of E3 just burnt this whole pink <laughs> section like oops I don't think I saw that when I was there uh, might, it was probably not on Tuesday so you couldn't see it in some videos but when it was just like when cause sometimes they would show a little gameplay over here and then it would just be a black screen it was just like a little Snickers bar of dead pixel the other thing, some, I forget who made the claim. might have been Kyle, but I don't want to put all the fall on Kyle here. That it wasn't a very Nintendo-like. The They don't have a history of announcing games like they did in the fashion of uh, Metro Prime 4. Mm-hmm. But they show a teaser trailer with a logo, and then it's a few years before you see anything else. Or that's just how they reveal it in the beginning, is just something with that. The correction is that nintendo actually revealed metroid prime 3 corruption at e3 2005 in very similar fashion they literally just showed samus standing next to her gunship for 30 seconds and then a giant three showed up at the end no gameplay no hint of story not even a subtitle for that one as well (laughs) so even within the metroid prime franchise they've done the same thing before and you know we didn't see gameplay i believe to like 2007 for that maybe i forget 2006 but yeah that uh, they've they've done something like this before. Well, yeah, I mean they've done it more than Metroid too. Yeah, if you think have. about like what we first saw, Breath of the Wild, that was pretty nothing, in a way. You know, it's like here's a field. You know, just yeah, just, just ruminate on that for a few years. People, I think people might have just assumed that was gameplay, but even before that, Skyward Sword technically revealed oh, a piece of artwork. artwork yeah. <laughs> this is a piece of artwork. That's how they revealed that one. Here's the next Zelda game. Artwork. Mm. Okay, cool. No title. Just here you go. But I mean, that was kind of cool, but that's it for corrections. Not too many. Let's dive into news. So first first topic for today is uh, Sakurai, uh, he gets a lot of flack sometimes for Smash Brothers. Uh, He gets a lot of credit 
but he also draws like the the ear the ire of like the smash community at large uh sometimes with the, the statements he made and the washington uh post did an interview with sakurai uh director of the super smash brothers series also on super smash Bros. ultimate and uh they asked him about his thoughts on super smash Bros. melee which is this revered game in the series especially amongst the fighting game community and this is what he had to say about this. So let's just go down the list here. So about Melee specifically, Sakurai said, I think a lot of Melee players love Melee. But at the same time, I think a lot of players, on the other hand, gave up on Melee because it's too technical. Because they can't keep up with it. And I know there were players who got tendinitis from playing and messing with the controller so much. That really is hard on the player, and I feel like a game should really focus on what the target audience is. Uh-oh. So, that was the first part. And then he had this to say about the competitive scene. When you talk about audience, I don't really think too much about the audience per se. I feel like a game, at the end of the day, is about playing the game. But if we focus too much on the top-level players or the audience then the game skews a little bit too on the mechanical on the technical side or mechanical side and uh he wanted to clear up why nintendo doesn't embrace the fighting game community as much as some of the other publishers out there like capcom or bandai namco i think the philosophy behind them uh doesn't go in line with nintendo's philosophy and that some of these players are playing for prize money it comes to a point where they're playing the game for the money and I feel that kind of direction doesn't coincide with Nintendo's view of what games should be. Hmm. So there you go. Those are the three kind of hot button statements right there. And oof. Our first. So how we do this, we get questions from our patrons, kind of guide this along. This first question comes from Sigma. And it sounds like he's just like kind of devastated after hearing these comments. Good day, allies. Sakurai bums me out every time he talks about competitive Smash. Hmm. He directed Melee, which is still played to this day in competition, and he seems to ignore what makes it so relevant in this day and age. Do you think Sakurai got the gameplay on point by luck for Melee, or is Nintendo really telling him not to make uh, the game competitive to please a wider demographic? So first of all, to clarify... People think on a technical, mechanical level, Melee is like the best game as a mm -hmm. pure fighting game. Yeah. So people, that's why some people think Sakurai is a genius. But then as time has gone by and he's said more of this stuff about the, the Smash series, people start to think he didn't, it wasn't intended to be that way. It just players kind of found all this stuff and developed these techniques on their own that weren't necessarily intentional. Um, and then two, uh, do you think this is, do you feel this is Sakurai being forced to say that because of Nintendo's policies? Or do you think do you think he really like believes this stuff? Like, do you think this is like kind of his personal view on this? Um, I mean, it's, it's, there's definitely things that people find out in in the community, and and like as we've seen with like F Zero speed runs and stuff, like people will find things that were were not meant to be applied that way. Like the programming just allows you to do more than anyone could have thought of. But at the same time, like I think the the basis of all the technique, like, yeah, that's that's not just getting lucky. Like that's somebody making a good game and then seeing after the fact that, you know, maybe for some people this starts to feel too intimidating. And um, you know, I think uh on Frame Trap recently we talked about fighting games and 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 there is sort of that uh barrier to entry now to where yes. like when we were growing up you just went to a friend's house and played a fighting game, and now it feels like you've you've got to have like your skills like up to date before you even like try to play against anybody, you know. And and, and so a lot of people are turned off, and I think they're I think that's what they're afraid of of Smash going down that road. They want it to be more like Mario Kart, where it can be fun, where there can be complete turnovers, where like you know basically you know a bad player can still win sometimes. And I think that may be the thing uh, that's that's making them nervous about the competitive scene is that they 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 don't want people to feel left out. Um, and and to me, like with Ultimate, uh, I, I joked about this. I forget on what what it was that we were talking, but like I really think that they like it, it. It may be difficult to replicate, but they should just have like a switch in there to like just turn on melee mode, like just just. Flip a switch. Everything goes to like well, how melee melee is. You don't need to keep like repairing your GameCube. 
Here you go. On the uh, real quick, just on that point, because that was a question. Uh, we have we had a patron who asked about that. Uh, before I ask it, I just want to say there is precedent for this, not in Smash, but Ultra Street Fighter Four has the option to choose any character and choose between their balance and move set based on which version of Street Fighter like it was. So like vanilla, Super Street Fighter, mm. Arcade Edition, and Ultra version like that. So someone, one of our patrons asked, uh, Logan asked, how crazy of an idea would it be for Sakurai to implement a way to switch versions of Smash Ultimate in that you can switch to a Melee, Brawl, Wii U, or Ultimate mode, and which would you prefer, basically? So, our yeah, patrons were like thinking like that as well. That could definitely be a solution. Um, I definitely want to also reiterate uh, something, Blood, that you said earlier. That's a, you nailed it. Um, first about... I don't think it's always, it's not luck yet. Like, good game design requires, like, skill, knowledge, experience. But some things do come, like, not, they, even the greatest creators can't foresee everything their players will do. And you were talking about, like, you talked about fighting games on Frame Trap recently. Street Fighter's combo system was not intentional. That mm. was something yeah. that players found, and due to the response from it, it got worked into future games as, like, a core tenet of it. And I think uh, that that's pretty important is that that, that two-way street of user feedback helping to improve the experience and that not everything that a developer sets out to do is necessarily like intentional or they're not trying to like, you know, they, they, they know what they're doing, but they can't foresee everything. And uh, Jones, I'm kind of curious uh, on this, like this, or this first point, the question that was asked, I mean, is there any games in your experience that you've seen where the... Like play like players have like done something unintentional or like figure something out and it it was something like the creators like oh that that, that that that's a cool you know obviously the creators did not like intend that but it's something that like they enjoyed and stuff and it did and anything you ever saw that like eventually became part of the series later down the road or anything like that no because yeah. fighting games I think that's really pre- Mortal Kombat characters that were dreamt up and oh, yeah. and people going into the code and trying to make sense of stuff I think what I keep trying to come back to and thinking about is trying to like put myself in Sakurai's position and imagine yourself as a creator that's moving from one project to another and then one of your projects blows up way more than you ever could have thought it possibly could. And so it's almost like if you're in like a, a band and you keep going on concerts and people are just like, I just don't care about your new album. I don't care. Like, I want to hear the old thing, play the old yeah. songs. And you're like, and I, and I wonder if it comes from that, maybe just a frustration that like, as a, as a creator, I can sympathize with of like I just really want the focus to be on this new game, and it's interesting that people are so upset. Uh, I'm not saying that that they're wrong. I, I'm I'm not as informed as I would like to be about, about this topic, but uh, it it would seem to me that Ultimate would be kind of it seems there's a lot of fan service going on in that game, like bringing back every single character, reimagining all of these stages visually. Like, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they were to possibly add some kind of a control scheme down the road. Uh, is, is Smash known for, like, post-launch? I know they do post-launch character updates, but, like, they, system changes or mode additions? For or... uh, the last one, they did a few balance updates. Okay. So they, they have done that, and I think you can expect something similar. To, yeah, I think this. you're going to take more out of that this time with all the, the work that they've done with Splatoon and ARMS post-launch. I highly doubt it was an error, though, that, that, that Melee was that technical. Just from hearing his response, it sounds like that's what he wanted to do with Melee. And then, like, you know, Bloodworth was saying, after the fact, realized, is this a franchise that I want to make enjoyable for people that are just going to play this version of it for years, if not decades? Or do I maybe want to cater to new players like myself coming in and, and never have never really been that good at Smash and are maybe looking at Ultimate as like, okay, maybe this is the time that I sharpen my skills and maybe I can be a little more competitive with my friends or even online uh, than going up against people who are just are not only better at this game, but just understanding it on a whole different level. Yeah. Because it, it is one of those things, too, that I think that um, the series has gotten more complicated specifically with the new characters that they've added in. I feel like differentiating characters has led to them making like really bizarre systems um, that take a lot more work to learn. Whereas when you had um, you know, the first Smash Brothers and Melee, you could tell people how to play that game. Like, boom, here it is. This is how you play the game. Every character plays the same, and now you know with you know characters like Olimar and Pokemon Trainer and Cloud, it's like there's these weird little things baked in that like you 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 have to do some kind of training mode to like really get the most out of. You can't just you know play four player with buddies yeah. and get it all down. How many characters this could be an ultimate? It's so comprehensive that it has yeah. to be a little bit daunting. That it kind of is a little bit of a risk on Nintendo's end. 
I mean, not everyone's a veteran player. Newcomers coming in and seeing the largest lineup. I mean, yes, it gives a better chance that that player might see a character. Oh, I like that. I like Wolf. I like that character from Star Fox. I'll give it a try. But at the same time, it also has a high intimidation factor. Whoa, if I'm going to be playing this online, I might have to fight against these all these different characters. I'll, I'll have no chance. That's that's scary. It, it's There's a lot to consider there. Yeah. And you know what? Going back to something you brought up earlier, Bloodworth, and I think is a valid concern that was uh, presented by Sakurai in one of his statements, is that I don't... I think I agree with one of his statements about you cannot get a game to such a technical level that requires such a mechanical mastery of the game's me- just systems and abilities that it caters to such a small audience. Um, Seth Killian, I believe, I hope I don't get this wrong, went on record uh, when Street Fighter Four was first in its marketing phase for coming out about what happened to the fighting game scene uh, in the decade before that kind of caused it to trail off. And he essentially said that as much as he loved Street Fighter Three and Third Strike, for being just a great game, and a lot of fighting game players hold it up as one of the best fighting games, it simply was too technical for the average person. It was not mainstream. And unfortunately, these games still have to sell. Yeah. Then that that's a balancing act they have to do here. And I think that's kind of important. I don't envy people in that position. That sounds terrifying. Right. You know, knowing how much do we tweak this. Like... Uh, just from my own experience, just a random franchise that pops into my head was SSX. Is one of the things that really frustrated me with SSX is they would change the controls every single game. Like mm-hmm. so, like Tricky comes out, and I'm like, oh, they improved it from SSX. This is great, nailed it. And then three comes out, and I'm like, wait, whoa. And now they go back and play three. It's, it's fine, and I love playing it. But I remember at the time being so frustrated that by the time like on tour came out, I was just like, I, you know, stop. Like you, yeah. you nailed it. Like why are you doing? Why like? And these are like major changes. Like you're no longer no longer pressing shoulder buttons for some things. And everything's on the analog stick now, and and uh, but at the same time, that could have been someone's first SSX game. That could have been much easier to learn, and those players could already be off and running. And I'm back here struggling because I'm so used to the old systems. So um, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, it's exhausting for me and kind of terrifying to get into fighting games is because of that intimidation factor. Like I enjoyed Injustice 2, but I was able to jump online and just get my ass kicked and smile mm. the whole time. Be like, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. You know, like it's, I enjoy seeing these characters beat each other up anyway. So it, I'm not going in this to win or, or get on any, you know, leaderboard status. It's just kind of fun to, to test my skills, but uh, I can see it being incredibly frustrating at the same time. It seems like there's no, it, there's it's a lose lose situation like there's no way to make like your entire fan base happy oh yeah there there, there is no like real right answer here and also, honestly ultimate seemed like their best attempt yet to try and appease as many people by throwing in everything we still don't have all the details either there's still oh, yeah. other modes other characters there's still other stuff to reveal between now and december when it comes out and i fully expect like more surprises and i think the the attitude will generally get better as time goes along as we see more of this stuff also, we there were only I was surprised actually. I imagine they're they're like the starter characters, but they're only like what twenty characters playable at E three. Oh, yeah, so like E three only had a small roster, but they said they want to go back to the feeling of Smash sixty four, where you start with a small roster of maybe yeah. like uh, eight plus a few extra characters. So I think it's like what twelve, ten or twelve they're gonna start with, and you just keep unlocking as you play. Yeah. Like very, they said made it sound like it's be extremely easy. No. No right. convoluted stuff, but it's it's interesting yeah. to see if there are people that are just huge fan like like you were saying Wolf and everybody like that's my main like that's I, I know that's one of my favorite characters from the history of the series I know that's going to be my main when I play this game. That's and such a funny call. That yeah. person Wolf or whatever or like Pichu. <laughs> I I I, yeah. uh, I texted Kyle because I was in line at his spot for the uh, For mm. Glory tournament and I was like Kyle who do I play as and he's like I mean whoever he's like for lols you could play as Pichu because it's like categorically the worst character mm. in like the whole series and I was like so. Let's do it. It got up there and it wasn't available. And uh, so I wonder if there's going to be, or I I imagine it's probably inevitable, that there's going to be this huge wave of people that aren't going to get to play their favorite character until launch. Because who knows what kind of betas or preview opportunities we're going to get to play this game before it comes out. And so I wonder if launch is going to kind of be bogged down by all these people who finally get to play Metal, you know, uh, Metal Gear, play uh, Snake again. And are like, wait a minute, he feels totally different. I don't like these changes you know, because everyone's going to have opinions and everybody's going to want their characters to, to play a certain way. That, that's a, that's, I mean, that's, that's valid. I, I wonder how they're going to address that. Maybe, especially someone who wants to jump in, as you said, like, I want this main. Oh, I have to unlock it? That was the deal breaker. No matter, no matter how easy you make it to unlock, 
I really want. Maybe they'll be like, well, if you buy that Wolf Amiibo, oh, no. you can unlock it immediately. That'd One of the many ways funny. to unlock it. But this is a good question uh, or a good topic because there's a question from Swordfish. Uh, uh, Swordfish, I always get your number wrong. So I'm going to say 00830. So oh. I try and say like 830 and I'm like, is that right? Anyway, hey, allies, as a longtime fan of Smash Brothers, uh, having missed the Wii U and 3DS Smash Brothers mm. game, um, it felt like a breath of fresh air seeing all the new stuff coming out in Smash Brothers Ultimate. My question is, for a returning fan like myself, uh, is now a good time to jump back in in Smash Brothers? So is this like the game to do it? And I, I feel like, yes, I feel Brawl and well, there's a lot in Brawl and, and Wii U uh, Smash and 3DS. You're, you're, you're going to get all that in Ultimate. It's all going to be there. I'm pretty sure. Like, all the stages, all the, definitely all the characters. So, it, it's, it's, that's good. Especially if you come from, like, Melee. And I think this is an interesting thing I'm kind of, like, curious about. Um, the evolution of Smash since it, it, it started. Smash 64, very small. small. We talked about small uh, lineup. A few extra modes, like, break the targets, like, race to the finish. Mm-hmm. Then Melee comes along, adds adventure mode. This, like, this mini kind of, like, story mode. Uh, adds more uh, like larger roster, and I think it kind of culminated with Brawl, where Brawl just like threw everything in there, just like all the content, all the songs, all the extra modes. Like they they brought in Sunset Anniversary to replace Adventure Mode, had the online, like everything. I think Brawl is now like the the standard for how they like where they start at for content. I feel like and. Like for what you've seen of Ultimate, do, do, do you think do, do you think the name Ultimate really is a, a apt title for this? From what you've seen, it sounds like that's their strategy. Like let's just check as many boxes as we possibly can. Let's just get put as many things into this game, and then what I feel is kind of missing is some kind of specific creative direction that'll kind of speak to what style of Smash Brothers this is going to be. It sounds like it's, it's you know, like Super Smash Brothers, kitchen sink. Like, that's just the game. <laughs> yeah. Like, anything you can think of, we're going to throw it in there um, to appease as many people as possible. And I think it's also just taking advantage of the popularity of the, the Switch. It's the, you know, their most popular console since the Wii. Um, I think it's a really good time. Nintendo is hot right now. So I think they're like, let's just make something that people are excited about. Maybe possibly speaking to... Uh, the expected longevity of the Switch. Like, I, I don't know how long it's going to be mm. before Nintendo decides to... There's rumblings of a new Xbox and a new PlayStation. And so, like, I wonder if this is Nintendo being like, it might be a while before we get before you get another Smash Brothers. It might be a long time before you get another Nintendo console. Um, and so we want this to be a Smash that makes people happy for a long time. Um, but possibly something that we just iterate on and update to instead of, like, saving it for another big release. Yeah. Uh I, I agree with you. I, th- I actually think Ultimate is going to be, if not the last Smash Bros. for a long time, could possibly be the last. This, I don't think it'll be the last Smash Bros. But definitely going to be the last Smash Bros. for a long time. Yeah. Okay. I think. I think that no matter if they make Switch iterative versions, this is what's staying. They're just going to keep. Because what's after it. it? Yeah. What would be? I think it'd be weird to it, try to sell to be, another Smash yeah. Brothers game four or five years from now. I feel now like they have to go back Ultimate. to a drawing board and think of something crazy yeah. or, even, or even something new, a new type of fighting game that isn't Smash Brothers anymore or something mm. like that. But. Uh, um, my question for you, Budworth, uh, going with like this theme of the ultimate version, uh, is there something you're looking forward to seeing being added into this Smash Bros. that hasn't been announced yet? Like something that was in a previous game you'd like to see, or just some new concept um, you thought of? Yeah, I mean, I just remember from again going back to Melee, just yeah, the the fun of going through all of those different challenges and crazy, mm. you know, essentially boss fights in, in, oh, in yeah. some ways, you know, with Giga Bowser and uh, and Master Hand, and and so. Yeah, I I just want to see, yeah, something like that's like the adventure mode, but it, it's more more beefed up. Maybe more stuff that's specific to each character. Yes, because uh, I feel like break the targets was always like arranged to kind of match what your character's moveset was, and it was about like really learning like how to to get that reach. I felt like the way too. I felt like it was a, a mode designed to try and like get push you to really explore all the, the wide range of abilities your characters had. Yeah. And I think they just got burned on brawl with, you know, the whole cutscene thing where they treated cutscenes like the rewards and they put all this effort into them and then people just you know, they just watched the cutscenes <laughs> rather than playing through the game and they didn't like the game part of it. Um and then they blamed it on. Uh, that's why they want to do it anymore because everyone can watch it on, it on me. YouTube. It's my fault. Watch I YouTube. did that when it came out in Japan. Now, the, yeah. Put it on game trailers. Well, now their excuse will be, oh, <laughs> everyone will just watch it on Twitch How anyway. Dare you? But yeah, Bloodworth. <laughs> yeah, Bloodworth, sole person responsible for all this. I love it. 
huge change and shift yeah. in the Smash Brothers series right there. Um, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I feel I feel good about Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's kind of, I mean, these remarks coming out now, I think it's going to like fuel the fire that's never going to go out about Melee and its community is always going to be there for whatever reason. I've, I think I've said this. I mean, sometime. you're going to be able to get new GameCube controllers. Yeah, the, even like we've done that before. How many of your GameCube controllers are beaten up right now? Yeah, yeah. that's like great for even for Melee players. That's great yeah. because they really need a specific defect in controllers to, to happen or they have to spend a lot of like effort and time and potentially money to, to make it happen. So you're, you're at least getting that part of it satisfied. But I think no matter what. I think you've been said before, even if they made a Melee HD, the Melee community would find something small enough wrong about it and say, <laughs> nope, we are sticking with OG Melee, goodbye. And it's just never going to die until those people just literally, sadly, morbid, die too. Like, once they're all dead and stuff, and, like, that community will be gone or whatever. Like, that's, that's sadly, I think that's what Nintendo's going to have to wait oh, for. It's like, well, we're going to have to wait, like, 50 years or something like that. I do that. think it's interesting, though, wow. what you were saying about not wanting... To, to make it an eSport for money. Yeah, and it's a very That's a very that. Nintendo yeah. thing. And it's, but at the same time, like, they started this off with a tournament. Right. Um, you know, and so I'm trying to remember, like, what the stakes were there. Did, they, did that person win anything, or are they just they're the winner of the tournament? I don't remember there being money involved in this one or anything like that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's a cash prize, like, but I'm wondering, like, what did they get out of it for, maybe for being the, the a winner? Trophy? Yeah, and I guess a trophy and some um, stuff. That, that that is very Nintendo-like to give out rewards, like that, like that reflect pride uh, is for you doing so well for you rewarding your performance. And for for better or worse, there this thing Sakurai said sounds, as you said, but typical Nintendo stance that we don't want to really support people who play our games for money as a living like competitively that's not what our, our games aren't about that you can play them competitive like if you were playing competitively for fun we like, it's like someone should counter okay we'll take away all money prizes from smash brothers we'll just play for fun you, if, even at evo and stuff will you support it then then it'd be like right now what's your excuse but i yeah i see this like they, they i think they they have their own philosophy they're sticking to it and Melee fans are just never, like, they're just not going to see eye to eye on this, I think, ever. This is just going to be a forever struggle that just does not go away. You know what it does remind me of, though, that I'm still waiting to see, that I think was so strange, I'm still hung up on it, is that weird esports section of the Switch launch trailer. Or the Switch reveal trailer. Oh, the, remember the, at the end there the was like the team with oh, the, where they yeah. had like the Splatoon. board and they were like going through their strategies and they're like backstage and then they like come out and I'm like, is this going to happen? Like what a weird thing for well, a publisher. I, they, I think I mean that, that's what like, I'm saying show, is like the tournament yeah. they had at E3 is essentially the same kind of thing. I yeah, was it and that they've done was it, arms and they've done Splatoon. Splatoon arms is pretty much yeah. like their that's yeah. that's their thing. So it's it, it yeah it's weird to have them be as excited about that so much so to be like this is integral to our console like we want our console to be to make appearances at these things we want people to walk up and then like, put this to the switch yeah, on yeah, there yeah, jo and yeah, then Jones. be able to play yes. and then be so resistant and weird about it compared well, to other. Other companies, Jones, something like is, a Call of Duty, or you know, everything you're talking about is like pushing Overwatch. Switch, and they do that, yeah. and they will push Smash Ultimate, like they pushed Smash for Wii U determined scenes. But when it comes to the melee, this is a a GameCube game. Yeah, no other fighting game gets like the prominence <laughs> right? that like melee gets. And I think Nintendo's just like, we just don't want to support a game we're not selling anymore. Yeah. We do not sell this game. We do not make money right. off this game. We will gladly put money behind Ultimate because it's a brand new game. Right. It's like they, they, they do, Nintendo has shown a history uh, that they care about upcoming products and will be willing to work with people on that. And everything you just said, that's why they do it, as Blood pointed out, with Splatoon, with, with, uh, with, Splatoon, uh, with ARMS, and with coming with Smash Bros. Ultimate. But they're, they're just never going to do that with Melee, and that just, that just needs to be accepted. I think. And I also feel like we've talked about Smash for long, too long now, <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, yeah. Um, and some news. I don't know. If, uh, this is a back and forth story here because Nintendo stocks dipped and have been dipping this year. They took the biggest dip in June, especially even after E3, they kept sliding. Investors, just whatever reason, have lost faith in the Switch, but yet Switch sales doubled during E3, according to GameStop. So, there, this is weird. So, here we go. So, CNN reported that Nintendo shares plunged 16% in June. 
through the week of E3. In fact, this uh, their stocks actually slid 7% immediately following their Nintendo Direct at E3. Mm. Uh, sources have like speculated that investors are just disappointed with Nintendo showing at E3. Uh, saying that there just weren't, there was just a lack of game announcements. Too much, they just don't have faith that they're potentially going to hit that ridiculous twenty million uh, sales uh, goal that they put out there. And Nintendo's still sticking to it. They still believe they can hit it. Um, so obviously, here we go again. More people coming out, doom and gloom for Nintendo. The 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 fun train's over here. And as I said, GameStop reported Switch sales doubled during E3. On top of that, they reported that they're seeing extremely high amounts of pre-orders for Smash Ultimate and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu yeah. and Let's Go Eevee. And uh, what's even more shocking, on top of all this, the MPD blog reports that Switch will be the highest-selling console this year in the United States. Um, so, like, what's going on here? Like, the sales reports all say Nintendo's doing great. But investors are just, no, is it really this think, lack of game announcements? Is no, that really I, it? I mean, it's not just the lack of game announcements. I think it's it's the uh, people looking at the, the E3 flash, you know, in a way. And, like, you see something like uh, The Last of Us, and then the next morning you see Smash Brothers. And I think there's a sense that, like, some of these investors, like, I have a hard time feeling like these are the people that would have put their weight behind Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. You know, it's like yeah. they're looking oh, for yeah. the next big AAA thing like Metroid Prime uh, to to be what wows them when Metroid Prime would not sell anywhere near what Smash Bros. is going to sell oh, yeah. or even a casual Pokemon game. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it, it's I think it's just one of those things that and like we were saying before, like the fighting game scene being seen as a niche product when it's like, no, people buy Smash Brothers like nuts. Oh, yeah, it's way bigger than a fighting game. Yeah. Like, people need to understand that. Um, this is great. I love what Blow was saying here. That, like, the flash in the pan, like, not investors not understanding this. Looking for that big AAA flashy game uh, with the, the big lights, Jones. Right. Because not completely related to Nintendo, but today it was announced that Capcom's stocks yeah, slid. I heard that. On fears of Monster Hunter World sales. Monster Hunter World is, like, either the fastest selling or one of the best, and one of the best selling. It's the fastest selling and one of the best selling Capcom games ever. So <laughs> and people the PC are like, version's coming. And the PC version's coming out August 9th, and people right. are like, what? What more do you want from Capcom investors? <laughs> right. And someone had to explain, it's not that they're worried about, like, this, how it did. Yeah. It says, now set the buy, b- buy, the bar so high that all future Monster Hunter games will not sell anywhere close to that. Right. So like it's time to get off the train. Right. Like we've we've like, we hit the we hit the peak. We're going down the trough. It's time you sell you know you yeah. you sell high, you buy low. So it's like right. you need to get off now before it keeps going lower and lower. So it seems like you just can't win into this, Jones. Jeez. You certainly can't win in the stock market. Yeah, yeah that, that's one thing that always frustrates me is, <laughs> is, is yeah, that idea that, like, it's like, ah, oh, Apple's clearly not worth investing in. It's like, yeah, Apple's going away. That's going to happen, you know? Or just like, oh, Microsoft took a turn. Like, these giant companies that have been staples of our lives for decades, they're going to have, it's going to be a roller coaster ride. They're going to have peaks and valleys. And, and yeah, it's like when you hit that peak, then uh, uh, people are like, okay, well, if next year isn't going to be bigger than this year, I'm out. I'm going to move on to something else. And so, um, yeah, we were, our shows would be very different if we just mm-hmm. focused on the stock market. <laughs> you know, it would almost kind of be like the opposite of the stuff that we talk about because you know we're into we're into things mostly because we're excited to play them uh, from a business perspective. We think sales, you know, might be better or worse depending on how games performed in the past. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just not. Uh, it was it's was interesting. I wonder if a lot of those investors are basing th- uh, themselves off of franchises they know very well, Zelda and Mario, that had extremely good showings. Mm-hmm. And both of those times where I'm like watching those games at E3, I'm like, damn it, that's gonna be the game of the show, isn't it? Damn it, you know, like here they go, just strolling in with one big release. You know, as a lot of these other yeah. companies are, you know, shelling all sorts of different games, uh, and they were just two very well known games, two inc- uh, very well known titles, franchises, two incredible games, and then they. Like I said, bringing this something which I feel is, is much more of a crowd pleaser, is much more of just tr- you know trying to broaden the horizons of this franchise and try to hit as many boxes as they can. Um, I don't know if they're specifically selling to a new audience, and that's why I'm kind of more attracted to it this year. I don't know if I'm just playing a lot of Switch, and so I'm like, maybe this is the time that I'm going to get into Smash Brothers. But I just don't think they're picking that up, that vibe. Yeah, like I, I, I mean, I think, as you said, and as you said earlier, Blood, like Smash Brothers doesn't seem very, like, flash. It's not didn't have the... 
huge high hype impact that a lot of the other E3 announcements had. But I will take this risk and say, of Zelda and Mario, I think Smash Brothers will end up being the best selling of those three games. By Could when be. All, when all yeah. said and Could done. be. Or it's very serious. Well, and I think in particular yeah. with people, um, like one of the questions earlier, and like myself, like I, I do own Smash for Wii U. But I didn't really play it for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know. Like I played it with, with with other people here and there, but I didn't do what I did with past Smash Brothers games, where I just like take all of it, you know, just like yeah. every challenge, every single player mode. Like I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't get comfortable with those new characters really. Uh, and I think there are a lot of people because of where the Wii U was at um, that are are kind of in the same boat. And so you've got like this kind of pent up. Um, demand from people that are like, I haven't played Smash Brothers for you know eight or ten years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're gonna get a little bit of that as well, and I think that's what Nintendo's kind of like banking on is that, yeah, you're gonna see a lot of people coming back to Smash Brothers who maybe took a break. As yeah, in the last the one of the previous questions we talked about that for a reason, the last one or the last two or whatever just didn't interest them, or they as Budworth did bought it but didn't really get into it, so they're they're banking on that. One, uh, our, our next question um, asked about maybe possibly one of the other reasons why the stocks might not be doing so well. Because early in the year, there was another kind of like small stock panic. It had to do with switches online after the oh, online yeah. was announced. So uh, Big Papa Samuel asked, hey, allies, with Nintendo's paid online service launching soon, Nintendo is attempting something which has never been done before, charging for online multiplayer for a console on which it was originally free. It will be a hard sell for a lot of people, especially the perceived lower quality of Nintendo's online infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Nintendo needs a big multiplayer title to launch alongside this online service, and since it won't be Smash, what do you think it could be, if anything? Yeah, that's a weird one, huh? Because they so that, they like, haven't said that this this is the game. That's yeah, so come let me out back up it. on yeah. that question, like. I actually want to save that last part for a little bit later. We don't even get it. But I want to ask, I'll redirect this question. Do you think fears of online still are like, do you feel any better about online? Do you feel any worse about online? And do you think that could possibly be contributing to this uh, this kind of like stock investor panic that's going on about the Switch? That, oh, there were no games at E3, and there's this disastrous online waiting to happen in September. It's going to not be as good as every like the other competitors. Like, any of that going on in your head? Oh, sure. I think paid services is definitely a scare for everybody, whether that's a console offering services or whether that's a game offering. Yeah, there's going to be things you can buy in the game. That's like the big question that people want to hear now. Um, but uh, I, I I think I'm pretty even when it comes to online from Nintendo. It's like something I'm probably going to invest in. Maybe I'm, I don't feel great about it. I'm not going to. I don't know if the, a lot of these uh, classic games that are offered, if I'm going to be jumping back in and, and, and playing these games. So it seems like something... You're not going to pass the controller with Damiani play, mm. play Zelda? It remains to be seen. Anytime you it. get stuck, just say he's Damiani, gonna, stick the controller. He's not going to give that controller back. <laughs> I'm not going to get that yeah, controller you're back. Not, you're not controller. I'm just going to sit and watch Damiani play. Um, That's still so weird to me. So yeah, I, I wish I analyzed that more. I wish I had a fresher take, but it, it's really just kind of something that seems like, yeah, it's probably going to be less than we're expecting, um, but at the end of the day we're something we're going to be comfortable with and we're going to be looking back a year from now and be like oh yeah we were complaining about that and we're all just kind of used to it now Um, but at the same time i think that's something where if i'm an investor who is kind of treating the games industry at arm's length only just absorbing news when it is pertinent to my my financial interests and i hear that nintendo just possibly screwed up some kind of persistent subscription service that is different from how they did before if you have a bunch of consumers that are expecting a thing they got for free and then they're like i mean that is that's a recipe for a lot of pissed off people yeah Yeah, especially if you take something as splatoon 2 and how big that's been worldwide and to just say that you know well one day you're just gonna log in and be presented with an option to purchase or not play yeah it's a it's a really strange situation to be in and i and i could see that yeah there there are investors and and a lot of people that are still waiting for nintendo to say this is why it's good yeah <laughs> yeah that has not happened that yet. is a good point budworth because question the answer that came out of a q a session with investors former nintendo president uh, kimishima said we have something that will, pr- will show you why people sh- consumers will be excited for online and thus far i 
We have my seen humble that. opinion, they've <laughs> not demonstrated that whatsoever. And I don't think they're they're going to do that by the time it rolls around in September. And even the crazy idea of giving existing players, hey, the existing games up till September will remain free to play online. So Splatoon, Mario Kart 8, oh, okay. they will not. But everything after that date okay. is going to require, like, they can they even do that. They're gonna, they're just forced to get a force everyone to get on board that pay service and I would if I was an investor I'd be a little concerned about those like hey Nintendo that's you really think this is gonna work okay that sure but I, I my faith in you is uh, you're losing my faith yeah you know, my, my unfortunate support. relationship to Nintendo has always been what decision are they making well that's dumb and buy it anyway but that's stupid you know like, <laughs> it does not affect I do not vote with my wallet when it comes to Nintendo because I'm always just gonna. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to play that game online. I'm going to want to, you know, check yeah. out that new release of something that hasn't been around forever. Like, we can, you, you were teasing something earlier. Maybe we can get to it later. But, like, whatever yeah. dumb hoops I got to jump through gameplay-wise to play Animal Crossing on Switch, oh, yeah, we'll get, I'll do it. We'll right. get to that because that's our last topic. Um, here's the thing, though. I think that you both can easily speak to this. Um, kind of like the – this could be another reason why uh, sentiment might be, like, shifting on Switch, for especially investors. Uh, Sam asks, uh, hey, allies. Do you feel like the Switch just isn't loving up, living up to the hype it generated from last year, with a with a Kirby Star Allies and Mario Tennis Aces getting middling receptions, and the only outstanding title this year being a Wii U port? In their opinion, uh, how do, how does it look? I injected that. How does it look in terms of first party efforts? Lots of love from Sam. So as you, you talk about Mario and Zelda last year, like the yeah, all the flashy things were last year. Yeah. The surprises and uh, Mario and Rabbids. Yeah, yeah. So this year, while they've had constant software support, a lot of people like to point to their first party output so far this year. Has like even though they're selling games and still releasing, is the hype? Do you still feel the same hype as last year, Jones? Excitement? Uh, yeah. I mean, there were two different types of hype. For me, with the Switch, there was, what the heck is that Zelda game going to be like? That looks crazy. Like, are they, is this going to live up to all the promises that they're making? Uh, is this Mario game really going to be a return to form? And once I actually, like, finally got that thing in my hands, once I, like, owned a Switch, it just turned into, I just love the system for what it does. And so, like, when I don't have a game to play necessarily on a Switch, it's not a kind of Wii U relationship where I keep looking at that being like, that's disappointing to me that I'm not playing that system as much as I can. It just, I, I find that moment, like I went camping the other week and was like, oh, yes, Hollow Knight, let's do it. You know, like, now is the time where this this console just fits perfectly into my life, and I know there's just always going to be a game, whether it's like that next ah, game that I'm dying to play, or something like a Stardew Valley, which I, you know, I, I, I really want to spend enough time in to where I can get uh, uh, hooked on that game, or a Hollow Knight, or... Um, uh, just something like that that is a, a fun new opportunity to play this game. Even like a Wolfenstein, which, uh, you know, I did. Yeah, I never actually finished yeah. uh, New Colossus. Well, I, yeah, I've been playing uh, Mario and Rabbids lately as well, and that's really great. And that DLC just came out and sounds like the DLC is fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, and, and that actually I think is one of the interesting things um, that we really hadn't seen uh, in the past couple of generations is like... Right now, Nintendo's on an uptick of third-party announcements. You know, like, before, you would get, like, these, you know, claims of support from all these oh, third yeah. parties. The and they would launch, and then they wouldn't sell, and then the third parties would dry up. And right now, we're seeing, like, the, the opposite. We're seeing, like, a lot of uh, indie games getting really big boosts on the eShop, oh, even yeah. though there's a lot of debate right now about whether Nintendo wants to put too many indies on there. Um, and then you're seeing, um, you know, the Mario and Rabbids collaboration, the Starlink collaboration, and then this, you know, the the things that are really surprising to me are stuff like, you know, Fortnite and Ark and now Warframe, Warframe this weekend, stops. yeah, yeah. Um, coming to the Switch, and it's like, okay, that's that's pretty that's pretty big news because those are not uh, companies that typically you would have seen on a Nintendo platform. Yeah, it's uh, well, I, I still think it's not at the level that people's are dreaming of in general like that that ridiculous yeah everything comes out definitely you, not you still have to like you any reasonable person i think has to see that they're like everything but just said on top of like we already alluded to or discussed a little bit about like the, the these ports uh these like switch ports of like bethesda stuff and software stuff like oh wow they're actually trying to get these games to run on switch to even stuff that people are saying no we're not doing it they're at least acknowledging it and you can feel like it sounds like they're feeling the pressure of like how well Switch, like Monster in the World, yeah, we can't really do that on Switch, but 
Here's another Monster Hunter game. And also, by the way, the next Monster Hunter, new, the new one, will be made with Switch in mind. Like, there's definitely, like, mm -hmm. it's clear they were all caught off guard. And rightfully so, because who would, you know, come on. Nintendo's history last generation, right. you got to, yeah, they had to, like, play it safe. But now they're scrambling to catch up. What about, um, is Mega Man 11 coming to Switch? Is that? Oh, yeah, 100% okay. coming to Switch. I wasn't sure about that for sure. I, I think I made, I forget I'm involved in a bet. I said that was going to be, like, the best-selling version. You know, like, hands out. Oh. It's going to blow away all the other versions. Yeah, you know, especially considering when it's coming out. That, that could be the case. Yeah. Um, but we've been talking about a lot of games here, and I think... And we really speculated that it might be when investors are so t like you know kind of touchy about the 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 stocks or what Nintendo's performance at E3, but I don't like we E3 comes and goes, and then former Nintendo president uh, Kimishima says, "Yo, Nintendo says they have more games coming 2018 that aren't announced, and we will announce them at a later date." Wow! Like, wow! Okay, time's running out here. What are you doing? Right? Yeah. So as I said, Kimishima revealed more titles coming to Switch this year haven't been announced. This we year. don't know when they're going to be announced, other than that, like they're coming at a later date. We are now in July, so less than half the year is left to get like to announce, and these games come out, right. and we know some of the games are already coming out. So, like, are they going to be first party games? Are they going to be third party games? Are we mm -hmm. going to get like a slew of ports here? And uh, yeah, so let's start with that. Like, we I made you hold on to it till now. <laughs> not not Animal Crossing, the uh, Switch Online. Sure. Like, so uh, Blue Koi uh, also asked, like, with Nintendo Switch Online launching in September. Do you see any any unannounced game being a sort of launch game for that service? You could do it, Jones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, there there has been multiplayer in Animal Crossing before, but like that's kind of one of my, been my big notes uh, with you know a way to evolve that franchise is just like let me just send a note to a person. Why can't you know like <laughs> I mean, you can't do that, right? I have to like go into your town and put it in your mailbox, right? In previous games. Um, in the Wii U version, was I able just over the internet on the, to put a letter in the mail and it would just come to you? I don't remember there being a specifically an email function like that. Or just a letter. It you could, know like uh, I, that I could address that when could, I opened the, up a letter what to was amazing it to is someone. you could on the GameCube send somebody a note like you put in like their name and their their town and whatever and like it would give you a code and you just give oh, the person yeah. the code yep, and yep, they would yep. have the the note and the gift that you sent to them well through just code <laughs> it's definitely possible yeah. jones it yeah. could definitely be a feature in the new one yes. yeah yeah i would love that i would just love cracking open having maybe played in a day or two and i got a bunch of letters from friends and it was not something where it's like oh i have i have to go make time where we're playing this game at the same time you know to coordinate them in some way yeah, I um, think there yeah, are other things. All sorts, all sorts of, and especially, you know, as we saw uh, that they deconstructed that franchise for mobile, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they've done lots of testings of way that they can uh, incentivize people in an online sense to be attracted to all of the stuff that you could do to communicate with other people in an Animal Crossing game. Also say Straw Hat Ninja also asked a question, which you asked us basically what we could expect and uh, said, yeah, Animal Crossing makes the most sense to me. Uh, hmm. for for launching alongside an online service in September and a game that has yet to be officially announced that could still come out this year. Like I, I could totally see Animal mm -hmm. Crossing being yeah. this game that they just like didn't you know, want they didn't want to reveal it at E three because it was gonna take too much time to show it off when they had Smash Brothers. It's like something best safe yeah. for an Animal Crossing direct and they have done Animal Crossing directs. True. I wonder though actually I hadn't really thought about this when all the times I've been thinking about Animal Crossing how much time do you need before announcement and launch? You know, like I think Not that much. is kind of the franchise where like yeah. your audience is there, they're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's necessarily, even if you have like a gimmick or two, I think that can be easily explained. Yeah, I think in 30 minutes we could be pretty caught up on like what what an, an Animal Crossing could it was be like, like on that system. Just like the phone app where they did the direct and it mm -hmm. was like, hey, here you go. It's like, it's here it is. I think Animal Crossing... You get everyone excited, and it, it's just you got to get it out soon. Once yeah, you, like, like a mid-September direct to like a Christmas launch. I could, yeah, I could see that happening. Um, I, I refuse, refuse <laughs> to get myself excited for it, okay. but okay. Uh, it's possible. Uh, do you have any ideas, Budworth, or an unannounced game or a game idea? That, a that, specific you, game? Uh, no, but I, I'm I'm not surprised by this though because Nintendo has always done this kind of thing where. You know, they've got a few titles that may not, you know, light up the world, be quote-unquote E3 worthy, but they just come out and they say, hey, this is going to be out, you know, this quarter when they do the Direct. You know, there's, there's a couple of extra little things in there that we wouldn't know. Um, I uh, uh, I remember, that, I think uh, what they did that with uh, Excitebots, which was a, oh, probably wow. a big mistake, but it was like, 
a couple of weeks before that game came out that they announced it. And that's a while ago. Yeah, and then that, yeah. Um, also on the Wii, uh, Wario Land Shake It, like I think, was was really not that far in advance between when they announced it? it and when it came out. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I remember the game. I don't remember the announced, but I mean, you you do are. You, you, I'm assuming, I believe you, you're right, Bloodworth, but, like, they do have a history of doing this. They, they, they do break up their announcements throughout the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, E3, they do make bigger announcements, but at the same time, at any any month, Nintendo could just drop a direct and be like, hey, here's this huge thing that, 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 that you know, that you didn't think was coming, and it's coming. And I do think, I do I do believe, I, won't, I don't want to get too excited, I believe Animal Crossing is a good candidate, Jones, but also <laughs> not be too surprised if it's like, hey, not this year, that's too much, like next year, everyone, we want, we got something special for it. I do definitely think, if like a betting person here, a, another Wii U port is definitely coming in the like the second half of this year. Mm. Ah. Like We're definitely getting one of those like Wii U games that have been rumored to get like a Switch treatment to, mm. I, it's, there's one definitely coming. <laughs> there has to be. There's definitely <laughs> one coming. Um, don't want to get people too excited but uh, i mean guess with which the, one it is. Yeah. yeah i mean with the uh the ongoing rumors of a pikmin 4 i could easily see Pik like a pikmin hd collection, collection kind of thing that's yeah. a very good one i'd say like pikmin collection would be a great candidate uh to maybe soothe the the, the people like upset the metro prime 4 wasn't at e3 maybe that metro prime trilogy comes to switch yeah as well, you join kind of Amy. I know it's not the same, but like, hey, oh here, yeah, here you I'd, go. I'd play Prime finally. Yeah. yeah, you get a lot of people get a chance to play Prime. Uh, I, I I think those are those are probably like the two probably. Like, but neither of those really speak to online. So yeah, I mean, oh, and they don't have to necessarily be like uh, right. we could break off from online at this point. Sure, but yeah. I mean, but I do think that it would be oh. in their best interest to have something that really leverages that online push. <sighs> yeah, like for like multiplayer stuff, I could definitely see that because I was thinking of like other likely ones. I mean, they could bring back a. The Wind Waker HD, mm -hmm. uh, like say they really love that game and put it on <laughs> Switch, and it did have the Tingle Tuner stuff with the online messaging system like that. There's no more Miiverse, but they could be reworking that to be something that utilizes right. online communication for that, and you have to have Switch online service to, to utilize that. But I think it's gonna be and then, probably gonna be stronger. Oh, than that. and then the other, yeah, I mean. The one thing that they could hold secret and be big online would be Mario Maker. Mm. No! Yeah, there you go, Bloodworth. Oh. There you go, Bloodworth. That's your perfect oh. online game. There you go. Yeah. Mm. Bullseye. I like that. I like that. I think that would get... Yeah, people like, I got you get those extra levels. You gotta be paying. What if it... Yeah, what if it's like... What, what if Mario Maker happens, but happens like a couple weeks before the online service get, launches, so you have time to like get your levels ready? <laughs> you know, so everyone's like offline, oh. you know, obsessing. Okay, here we go. It's time. And you just get. It'd actually be amazing if they influx. did. Some, yeah, if they did something to let uh, like they turned on the Wii U servers again or, mm. or whatever, like this. Or if they had like a best of kind like, of. To, to, yeah. Like yeah, Ooh. to be able to forward them to the new like version of Mario Maker or something that just like this promotional window of like they're encouraging you to like, hey, bring your levels over to uh, online and you could like re-download them onto your Switch version. But, like I would imagine you have to re-upload them to a special server, not like the Wii U's like server where all the stuff is on. Uh, I'm just guessing that on that. Your, that gets your less Wii likely U port the more box you as well. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a double whammy right there, Bloodworth. Um, I'm kind of curious if you think it'll be anything like huge in terms of possibly like a new IP. Because uh, Brian, uh, part of his question is, uh, "Hello, allies! Nintendo an uh, announced more Switch games are coming in 2018, and I'm hoping that they will all, in fact, be brand new IPs. No sequels, no reboots, no revivals, no spinoffs, no guest characters, no direct and analog to any Nintendo franchise or any of those loopholes. Uh, if this turned out to be true." Uh, basically, what do you want to see? So, like, do you think there's gonna be a new IP, first party new IP? Any chance of that? I mean, there's always a chance, but something major that they announce with that kind of short notice, I don't know. Yeah, after E3, sounds yeah. unlikely. That sounds less like I feel like a, and even a third, a big third party thing. I think they would have like loved mm -hmm. to have touted that at E3. Yeah. I think something truly new is very unlikely at this point. I feel like that's something that will be best served at the beginning of a year Nintendo Direct, like yeah. we did with Labo, um, or you save it for an E3. I think late yeah. in the holiday, like towards skewing towards the holiday season, that's not probably the best idea, I feel like. 
And we're talking about stuff that has to be coming out in 2018. Right. They're not going to, like, if they could totally have a direct for something coming out next year or two years as a new IP. That's not counting for our discussion. We're, we're talking <laughs> about 2018 stuff. So I, I feel like that's the least likely option. Yeah. I mean, there's that. just so many different things they could pull from. Like, uh, even, like, the, you know, they were really successful to the point where, like, they put out so many, I just stopped paying attention with the, uh, the Picross stuff on the 3DS. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> Oh yeah, it felt like there was a lot of those those in there. And we mentioned Wario earlier. Yeah. It's been forever since there's been like a two D yeah, Wario, Wario game. Um, yeah, I I I mean they can even do like they they've been known to put out spin off type games of their main franchises at this point. Right. It's like out of blue. Like where did this come from? So it feels so new, but it's different. I could see like some. Oh crazy yeah, we just get a Mario Odyssey drop. Yeah. So like yeah, they, they, yeah, they could even be Mar Mario Odyssey like proper, uh, not proper, but. Uh, Kingdom DLC. Oh, hey, guess what's coming in like August, September? Oh, and you know what? Uh, there you go. Or some kind of like co-op, online co-op play with Odyssey. What if the new kingdom is like, hey, tag team online or something like that? I mean, that's pie in the sky. But I I could definitely see uh, Kingdom DLC being a big announcement for, for them. Like, hey, you want to play more Odyssey? Here's a few more kingdoms. Enjoy. Have a good time. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, no, no new Zelda DLC since they said that's closed off. Right. But hey, uh, maybe that uh, maybe that top-down 2D Zelda game mm -hmm. we all want. Like, hey, yeah. yeah. Um, Advance Wars has been dormant forever. Advance Wars, good one. Heck, even F I was trying to allude to that, basically F Zero. Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised they shadow dropped like F Zero, ah. like uh, like not a full price sixty dollar game, but just a more like sure. yeah, like a, a yeah, a very nice <laughs> swimming in sevens yeah. type. F Zero. Yeah. Obviously, it wouldn't be swimming in sevens to us, but like in terms of their enthusiasm and. And probably the production value. It's not screaming brand new, but just more of the same from like maybe GX style or mm. just something similar. Heck, even making like a new Super Nintendo style F Zero, you know, like sprite based and everything. Take Dangerously that. close to getting a ten by Daniel Bloodworth. I mean, we're always we're always <laughs> trepidatious about that, you know. We, we could, yeah, like have to. I'm sorry if I'm talking down to F Zero at all here, Bloodworth. Like, I'm I'm basically trying to say like they they could totally drop something that's not like. A triple A F Zero effort, essentially, right. and well, it's just one of those Nintendo kind of dead franchises. Oh, well, yeah, know, I mean, like the past couple of the last couple of that they did on GBA were very far from triple A. <laughs> they were not good yeah. games. No. <laughs> we could spend a lot of time here speculating about like what we want to like hope and see that they, they come out. But I think the point is that there has to be a direct coming up soon. We're gonna see what it's gonna be, and they have they have more games. So my like, how I want to wrap this up. Do you, like, do you think there's anything that you really can announce? That's still coming out of the year. Like, do you think this is gonna really alleviate the topic we've been talking about, like earlier about like the 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 stock prices? Like, that's the reason stock prices are dropping because of fears that there's not exciting game announcements for this like this year, and hitting that twenty million goal. Like, is this this is really like gonna solve that? I my gut instinct is like no, this isn't gonna do anything. But Have, having a game as having games as big as Mario Odyssey and Zelda take years and years and years and years to realize this is clearly something like right when the the switch was i mean before then because you know uh breath of the wild was supposed to happen on the wii u um and i think i think we're yeah we're just kind of in this this potentially uncomfortable but just kind of like drifting phase where uh they are um banking on the success of some of these incredible games that they launched with uh this um uh, very unique very exciting console uh, we had a message on Community Showcase where somebody was like, I bought Mario Kart 8 this month. That's why I keep sending up in the NPD. It's me. It's my fault. <laughs> uh, but there still is, like, you know, four or five games that they can count on, you know, doing incredible sales every single month. And so I think they are, they want to have that domination again with Metroid, with, uh, you know, even like a Shin Megami Tensei Fire Emblem. Like, with these franchises, are going to get these kind of big revolutionary sequels on Switch. They're going to be exclusive to the system. They're like... Let's take the time. We'll, 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 our stock will drop. You know, maybe sales will drop. Uh, you know, we'll take our licks and then we'll come back uh, with a vengeance. You know, well, three, yeah, you know two know or the, three years later. Big Pokemon when these game big, is next year. Exactly. Like yeah. when these big 2019, I think it's oh, going to yeah. be this, another big upswing with them really pointing to some of these big AAA uh, titles that people were expecting that ho hopefully also have the same vibe that Zelda and Mario did, which was not just, hey, another one with this weird concept, but let's get back. To what made these these uh, games successful in the first place? Let's really give you a revolutionary system, but something that'll still feel like a classic iteration of this game. Um, got me playing Mario again. 
I, yeah. I really stepped out of that franchise for a long time, nice. and like I devoured both Breath of the Wild and Odyssey because I had concerns going into both of those games. Yeah. Same as Zelda. I haven't touched Zelda in years. <laughs> and I was like, I think this might be the one that I'm just going to have to play, and I'm so glad that I did because it, uh, it was really great. So I think... Um, yeah, I, I I stepped out of Pikmin for a while. I didn't play. Yeah, I played a little bit of Pikmin two. Didn't play Pikmin three at all. Loved Pikmin one so much, and so it's like maybe four. You know, I I I think that's kind of the trend, and uh, Nintendo sees that working, and I I would not be surprised if they do that with all of their games. But it's it's not something you can do in a year or two. It takes a while. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like that, like yeah, it's amazing how they've gotten people excited, like hook people in with so many different types of games whether it's the new takes they've done on like their their, their first party series of Mario and Zelda putting all these indie games in here bringing back old classics like they have a lot of angles of attack I think uh, for, sure. for this system that like addressing like what software came out like, like like I don't yeah I don't ever I don't at this point expect like a huge AAA surprise to come out in the rest of the year there's so many shadow drops they could do that actually would get people kind of excited like for old, like, old games like yeah. Yeah, let's like, bring, you know what? Put the original remake, put Resident Evil remake, RE1 remake on, yeah. like, yeah. drop it. Kaboom! Like, right by Resident Evil 2 remake. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's coming yeah. out right it's before. It's easy oh, one yeah. to do. Bam, it's bam, easy bam, one. Yeah. It's like, holy crap. You know what else would be like? I, everyone's bought it a million times on every other platform, you know, and it would justify a character being in Smash Bros. They just put Final Fantasy 7, OG 7 on Switch. <laughs> like, that would just, like, sell. Like, I mean, there's, like, like think about it. They, they really could put, like, anything that will run on that system that is a big deal from the past and it would get people excited again and I, my point I want to make about that is like I wish investors could see that because the, that level of excitement that's like the X factor of the Switch I feel that that's why people keep like it's going to keep going for a long time I do think this is a, a Wii situation If at, at worst at best it's going to be even bigger than, than than the Wii because it'll be sustaining its sales and uh, software sales like like high software sales longer because why we sold very well yeah. for a long time first party software sold pretty well everyone else suffered on Wii that's not the case with Switch right now so I, I think this is a better this is the best well, case scenario they've been in in a long time my most anticipated Switch game of 2018 comes out this Friday uh, Octopath Traveler man that's, I'm just See? nuts yeah. excited for that but how do I sell that to Wall Street you know like how yeah. do I how do I tell them like you know I, I don't think that uh, is going to break Switch records but like it is it is something I'm excited about and so I have that feeling that that's kind of what we're all at with the Switch we're like we're all excited for that one thing that's going to cater to our specific part of this big community and uh, but it might not be that one thing that's going to cater to everybody. It's not going to be the one thing that's just like, oh man, everybody, you know, grandma's going to be talking about the Switch this weekend uh, because just, apparently you know, grandma's going to be talking about the Intellivision. We'll see. Yeah, do we? When, is it, when does that come out? Uh, they're going to be announcing uh, details in August. We don't even right? know what that is. <laughs> they're accepting yeah, pre-orders. Yeah. Well, we know thing. that it's no 3D games and it's uh, nothing above an E rating, yeah, and it's going to it's... use a controller like the old Intellivision, not. Yeah, these that's... funky, hard to understand joypads yeah, we have now. But in a weird it. way, yeah. I can see that something the stock, yeah. you know, you know, stockholders <laughs> are like, well, wait a minute, yeah, this could be the thing. And uh, there's no buzz. Wrapping all this up as we're closing out here, I just do, do want to say, um, next episode when we record, it will actually be after San Diego Comic Con has happened. Oh, yeah. Nintendo will be there. There's the last few years. There's been one announcement that has come out okay. uh, around this time period. Uh, and has been a new classic system being uh, released ah, yes, by that's Nintendo. Right. Uh, yeah. We had SNES Classic, classic last, last year, year and we had thing, NES yeah. Classic the year before. Yeah. We are in the midst of a reissue of an NES Classic, so maybe so maybe there won't be something. Uh, but like, it doesn't have to be another classic system. Like, this is a time where Nintendo can just hey, E3's over. It's been enough time. Hey, we, we just want to drop something else because we want to get you excited. Who knows? We might have some cool stuff to talk about coming away from uh, from yep. Comic Con with announcements and stuff. So, some, as early as that, we could be talking about that weird thing. We were like, "What did they have to announce?" Oh my gosh, it was that. Yeah, we're talking about that next <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, so. it was. What's tricky with classic for me? Like, I feel like N sixty four is too expensive to produce, uh, and Game Boy. It's like what. What aesthetic do they choose for Game Boy? Because if you go with the old school Game Boy, well, then a lot of people are going to be excited for black and white games and a lot of that library. Um, but if you go with like, say like the Game Boy Advance SP or something, it, it feels like there's not as much of that nostalgia factor to it. So I'm really curious yeah, if, I, what, if anything, could come out that would be the equivalent of the NES or Super NES. 
nothing's impossible, but I'm I'm of the belief. I have a bet with Huber. I don't think any more new classic systems are coming out. I think all that stuff is for for Switch. I think they're gonna release those games individually on Switch through the eShop. Yep. Or like they're makes sense. Not it's not virtual consoles. It's a dedicated. It's the eShop. And I think the crazy thing I think I think they'll just release controller add-ons like peripherals. They have they obviously have GameCube support uh, in yeah. there. It, they have the adapters. Just you know, just make a, an N sixty four controller. And, uh, you know, for Game Boy stuff, I just expect, like, you know... I'm really curious what Nintendo would do for a modern N64 controller. Yeah. Those things insane. did not hold up well. It'd be insane if they make a new controller. Like, hey, we here is a modified N64 controller. It, it will fulfill all the things. Like, I honestly think they'll just move the analog and the, and the D-pad over onto one side. I think it'll be a normal controller... They're just gonna, yeah. They're just gonna get rid of the like the small grip, and they're just gonna put the Z trigger either as a sh- another shoulder button, like GameCube. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's gonna be close to the GameCube controller if they do like huh. a. I think that was the evolution in, in their heads of the N sixty four controller. Yeah. I would not be surprised to see that. Hell, they might even just be like, use your GameCube controller. Like we redid all the controls to like be remapped to a GameCube controller. Who knows? But we'll see next time. We'll see what cool stuff we have to talk about. But uh, other than that. Um, want to thank everyone who submitted your questions for this week's episode uh if you'd like to submit your questions for consideration for our future episodes of friend code uh the week we are recording i'll make a patreon post for five dollar and up patrons and i will let you know what topics we were talking about that week uh submit your questions related to those topics very high chance you'll get on there um usually the questions i don't get to are ones that weren't related to anything we were talking about or sometimes we just naturally start talking about that I still try and give you a shout out like, hey, so-and-so did at least ask about that, but we talked about it. So you get more questions in this way than the old system. And I I'm, think by next episode, I'm gonna have to, I don't have to explain this anymore. It's just going to be like, this is the way it is. It's good. But thank you for these great questions again. Thank you to you both for joining me on this week's episode. Since I'm probably not going to be on friend code for a while. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I am not the first person that people come to when they need that hot, spicy Nintendo news. How are Amiibo selling? So amiibo sales uh, have been like pretty good actually. Because that's uh, the thing. Because I mean, again, something else for it was, stockholders it was at, it was at is E3. not that oh. sexy. You well, know, so here's the thing. Yeah, they haven't Smash been releasing Brothers, as many yeah. new ones. But uh, like, they, my they God, did. Like, they sold very well. But they did announce that they are a, 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 Smash Brothers is getting a whole new lineup. Of like, course, it's it's coming back. Like, it, and they've released a handful here and there for different like games. They still sell very like they still sell well. I think but, but again, they're less frequent, though. Something, you know, for when you're talking to Wall Street, does not sound that exciting, but it's because it's just, it's not new. It's like, well, haven't they been doing that for a long time? And it's like, yeah, and it's still going to sell. They also have no it's more competition for that. that. That Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> oh, that, that snake amiibo, man. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Forget about it. <laughs> that Snake Amiibo is going to be like, yeah, you're going to get like multiple versions. Better, those are going to be the collectible for that. The new the new Cloud reissue. Can't wait to see what they that looks like. They could just release a Snake Cardboard Box Amiibo. And oh, just thousands. That's going to be that thousands. Is, that is going to be it, Jones. That is literally going to be it. I'm you're, excited. Oh I'll get it. Master Hand. Oh, yeah. The, the Amiibo thing's going to be like interesting. But yeah, again, thank you for, for joining me this Love week. It. And uh, until next time. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce.